What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Samantha Baker on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. We actually just realized that we live fairly close to each other, which is kind of cool. So, Samantha, we actually should get together and have coffee yeah. or something. I love but, that. Yeah, it'd be so fun. But, Samantha, I'm just going to toss it at you and start wherever you like. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was just saying, I'm just really thankful for this platform and while I wish I wasn't here for this reason, again, I'm just really thankful that this exists and it was something that has really helped me so much. So I'm happy to be here and I hope I can do that for someone else. So um, for some reason, whenever I give, not that this is a speech, but whenever I talk about something, I kind of go back to like high school English class with like a beginning, middle and end. I've done that for speeches and weddings and things like that. So I was as I was just kind of thinking about what I wanted to talk about, I had kind of like three main points. Um, So I want to first just kind of talk a little bit about my knowledge about miscarriage and just kind of like what I understood before I went through it myself. And I think that's a big part of my story because I felt more knowledgeable and almost more prepared, which was good um, when it happened to me. But it's just really interesting. I think of this almost like a circle Um, like my circle. And I think of my knowledge of miscarriage starting really, really far outside it. It was like a coworker's sister's friend had a miscarriage. And every time you hear of somebody having a loss, it hurts your heart and you feel for them. Um, But if you don't know them, there's really nothing you can do and you might not hear anything about it ever again. And uh, so when I think about that circle, it was like starting to get a little bit closer. And then it was um, you know, my cousin's friend and then one of my good friends, best friends that I knew kind of had met once or twice. And I just kind of seemed to be inching closer. And one of the things that I was starting to realize is that it really is so much more common than is generally talked about. Um, and so for whatever reason, I started to follow different accounts on Instagram and kind of two that pop into my mind um, that I had just stumbled upon are the, I had a miscarriage account and then, um, a woman named Arden. Um, and I can't think of her last name right now, but she had two back-to-back losses and right now. I love a, Arden. Yes. Yes. She's I, actually I like, on our podcast. Oh, I think, I think I did know that. I've seen yeah, her comment. Yeah, like way um, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know how, but just stumbled across her account. And this is like way, way before, obviously, I had a loss or somebody close to me had a loss, but, um, and then you just get kind of attached to like, she lives in South Carolina. Is it, I think like somewhere super far away from Minnesota, which is where we are here. Um, but I just got really attached to her story and that I had a miscarriage account, just the things that she stands for and, um, just kind of started building my knowledge about it. Um, and, later on would learn that what I'm learning from these women is going to help me. So, um, so kind of going back to that circle, 
it started really far out and then was inching closer. And kind of when it got um, the closest was um, one of my very best friends had a miscarriage about a year ago. Um, and that just shattered my heart. And I was like, no, like, get back out of my circle. I don't want it to be affecting people that I know and I love. Um, so that was really tough. Um, but I felt like I had some knowledge and some tools to be able to support her and um, especially knowing what not to say. And I want to hope that I would have known that anyways, and that I would have been able to support her just as a good friend anyways, but um, I almost felt prepared. And in no way do I want to say I was like the best friend because of this. But um, again, I just kind of want to go back to the fact that I, I felt more knowledgeable and more prepared. Um, and really the most important thing for me to be able to support her in that time was just continuing to show up and continuing to check on her, make sure she was okay and acknowledging the loss. Um, so that's kind of my, my metaphor with the circle. Um, and then I just want to move on a little bit to kind of preparing to start trying to have a baby. What does that mean? And it's different for everyone. And sometimes there's no preparation and that's okay too. But um, for us, we spent a lot of 2019 talking about it and doing things to make us feel like we would be more ready than if we did nothing. And um, so that meant meeting some financial goals and um, kind of a longer story, but I was on some pretty intense sleeping medicine for about 15 years. Um, and I knew that I wouldn't be able to be on those when pregnant. And I knew that that would be a pretty long process to either get off of them or find something else that worked. Um, basically what I understood was without the sleeping medicine, um, I wasn't able to get into REM sleep and I wasn't able to get good quality sleep. So early in 2019, I scheduled doctor's appointments um, with a sleep specialist and ended up finding that 15 years ago, I was basically misdiagnosed. Um, so I didn't need the pills, but because they are um, kind of a controlled substance, it wasn't something I could just stop taking. So I had to cut down to three quarters of a pill for a couple of weeks and then a half and a quarter, da, da, da. So um, it was a lot of work and it was a long process, but in the back of my head, I was like, I'm doing this for my future children, my future babies. So it was, it was worth it. Um, I took a week off of work in September of 2019 um, just to do a bunch of stuff around the house. And in my head, I was doing that. I was organizing like our basement and doing all these things in my head that I was like, I don't want to do these when I'm pregnant or when I have kids. And so just doing little things like that. Um, over the course of the year, we switched to all natural products because you hear about how some of those things can affect fertility. And so I just was doing all of these things to try to prepare. So down to like our laundry detergent, our hand soap, our dish soap, my deodorant, which that was hard. <laughs> um, lotion, shampoo, conditioner, all of those things. So um, you just do all these little things. And again, you know, none of them might make any difference, but you want to think that you're doing things to help yourself. Um, and then finally, another thing was I had the next put on birth control in my arm. So that obviously had to come out. And so kind of our plan for 2019 was doing all these things and then hopefully going to try for the first time in December of 2019. And we had just kind of done the math and it seemed like a like if for whatever reason that was the first time we got pregnant and it was successful baby would have come like end of august early september and we just liked that timeline of like having almost one more of everything so one more labor day 
Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then both of our birthdays would have happened before our anniversary. And so it was just kind of like some last hurrahs. Um, and I also just had the full knowledge of it's not going to happen the first time. And that is totally fine. Like in no way that I expected that was just when we were going to start trying. Um, so I think that brings me to the last couple months and, and really my story and what you're all here for. Um, so we did, well, so I got the next one on out in September. Um, and then it took about a month or so before I got my first cycle and my plan had kind of been, um, we would use protection and then I would track my cycle um, using ovulation kits and I had the Ava woman's bracelet. Um, so I just really wanted to understand my cycle because again, we're trying to prepare to make things as easy as possible. I know it can be a stressful process and um, especially if you don't understand your cycle and just kind of how it works. I read books and learned so much more. I think, you know, before the, all of this, I didn't really realize about the, the five most fertile days before. And there just was so much that I didn't understand. And of course, obviously my husband didn't understand either. He thought it just, you know, snap your fingers and, and it happens. So um, a lot of conversations about that. So um, I tracked my cycle in October and November and had really regular cycles and really understood um, I was using the, I think it's clear blue ovulation tests where you get either the zero or the circle if nothing's happening, flashing smiley face as you're approaching or in kind of your fertile days, and then the solid one um, when it estimates your LH surge and you're ovulating. Um, so I would get like three days of flashing and then a smiley on day 15 or 16 of my cycle, which was super normal. And I was like, great, I get it. I understand my cycle. I, I know what we have to do. Um, but again, just kind of going into December, like we're just going to try and, you know, if it doesn't happen, that's totally fine. And then we'll have the holidays and I can have some holiday cocktails and no worries. So um, beginning of December comes and I track my cycle and, you know, we do what we got to do around the time we have to do it. And um, then obviously that two week wait is just killer. Um, and I just got like millions of negative tests and I was convinced I was pregnant. I was like dry heaving in the mornings, which I've never done before. And my lower back hurt in a way that has never happened before, like before my period or anything. And um, so I was kind of texting my best friend knew like exactly which days I ovulate and all this stuff. So she always be texting me and um so I probably took tests earlier than I should have, but who doesn't, especially probably like the first time that you try. Um, and they just kept coming back negative and negative. And so I'm like, oh, I was taking them too early. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> and they continue to be negative past the fact when it would be positive um, if, if I was pregnant. So I just kind of let it go. Um, I should have gotten my period like the Friday before Christmas. Um, and around that time of the year, obviously, there's just like so many holiday parties and stuff. So that Friday, we went to my husband's holiday work party. Um, and by this time, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not pregnant. Um, great. Like, let's have some wine. Let's, you know, just enjoy the holidays. Um, and then on Sunday, I was kind of like, oh, that's weird. I should have gotten my period on Friday. But also, I know I've only had two full cycles after having my next one on out. So my cycle could change. Um, my best friend, her cycle had gotten one day longer each cycle. So I was like, that's really fine. Um, I was like, if I still don't have it Monday morning, I'll just take another test. Um, we'll see. So I wake up Monday morning, the Monday before Christmas. I think it's like 
December 21st or 22nd or something. Um, he had a stick, sit out on the counter, and then wipe, and there was some blood. So I was like, oh, I don't even need to look at that test. I got my period. It's fine. I did look at the test, but it was negative. It was one of the digital tests, so it just stares you in the face. And I'm not pregnant. I'm like, I know. So um, I was like, okay, we're in a new cycle, whatever. Um, so I kind of bled just lightly, like exactly like what my period had been the past two cycles for three days, which is exactly, again, what my period had been like. So at no point did I think anything of anything. Um, we had a fabulous Christmas. After Christmas, we went up north. Um, my in-laws have a cabin around Cross Lake, um, which I don't know if you're familiar with that area. Um, we spent, just my husband and I, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after Christmas up there, and it was so nice. And then we came home and had um, another couple over for New Year's and just had a really great holiday season. Um, and then New Year's Day night, I was going to bed and went to the bathroom and I was spotting just a little bit. And at this point, um, again, I'm tracking my cycles. At this point, I think I'm on day 11 of my cycle. And I'm like, that is really weird. Um, that has never happened before. And I just was like, super confused. I was like, hmm, well, let's just see what happens. So I really wasn't feeling that well. Again, this is New Year's Day night, so um, January 1st. Um, and for New Year's Eve, we had made surf and turf at our house, um, like lobster and steak and shrimp and stuff, and that was our first time making it. Um, and my stomach hurt so bad Wednesday night. So I was in the bathroom a little bit that night and um, ended up not going to work on Thursday. So my husband goes to work, I sleep in. My stomach just feels kind of funky. Um, and then I wake up at like 10, probably on um, January 2nd. So exactly a month ago from today. Um, and go to the bathroom and again, just like some more spotting. Well, no. So I, I wake up and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Since I was spotting last night, I was like, I'm just going to take one of my cheap pregnancy tests that you like peanut a cup and just have the little strip. And then I'm also going to take an ovulation test because I don't know, maybe my, maybe I'm in my window earlier and for some reason it's making me spot I don't know um so I take both of them put them on the counter go to the bathroom um still just a little bit of spotting nothing crazy um and then I look at them both and they're both like positive which you later learn or I learned after the fact that the ovulation test can't tell the difference between HCG and LH so that was just like a blaring spray on my face but then the cheap pregnancy test which I honestly didn't believe those worked because they're just so cheap um was like two very very solid pink lines and I just was like what what like not what I was expecting I don't even know why I took the pregnancy test no part of me thought that I was pregnant um so I just was like super confused. I like, text my best friends, um, two of them, and um, we're just like, "What? What's going on? What's going on?" And um, I call my clinic, and <laughs> I don't even really know what to say. But like, "Hi, can, how can I help you?" And I'm like, um, "Can I come in for a pregnancy test?" And they were like, um, "We don't really do that because we would just do what you do at home, basically like a urine test." So if you got a positive pregnancy test, we'll just schedule you for like your eight week ultrasound appointment unless you're bleeding. And I was like, okay, well, I, I am spotting. Like I want, I want to talk to someone. I want someone to look at me. Like I'm super confused. Cause again, I thought I got my period. Like what is happening? Um, so she's like, okay. She's like, just so you know, like early pregnancy spotting or bleeding can be normal. Um, like just try to stay calm, but yeah, we'll totally get you in. So I couldn't get an appointment that day until like three o'clock. So I'm just like at home trying to like 
Google everything in the whole world and like Googling like that I got my period and then got pregnant or like just everything. I'm sure people have been there too. Um, then I think another nurse from the clinic called me and it was like, or, or they transferred me right after scheduling the three o'clock appointment. And they're like, we're just going to go ahead and get you scheduled for, um, your eight week ultrasound or 10 week ultrasound. Um, also, and like, congratulations. Da, 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 da. And, um, and that was just kind of the beginning of like people just continuing to congratulate me and not really be worried. And, and I know that people don't want to make you worried, but when I'm like, hi, I'm bleeding and scared and don't know what's happening. It was almost more annoying than reassuring for them to not like, yeah, we're just going to schedule your eight week or 10 week ultrasound appointment that you can just cancel if it doesn't work out. Like, okay, great. So, um, I go in at three 30 and at this point, so I'd been going, um, to a clinic and didn't have someone in particular that I was seeing. Um, that's just where I had gone to get my next one on out and had my physical. It's super close before I'd been driving all the way to St. Paul to see my like nurse practitioner, my primary person. Um, and they don't take the next one on out. And so I was like, well, I'll just keep going to this clinic for all my like prenatal stuff. And, um, <clears throat> they were super nice and I'd been seeing midwives and they were just really, really nice. Um, but again, didn't really have like a primary person. So I go and I see um, a doctor and it's an older man. And for whatever reason, I just don't always like that in general. But we talked for, I think, like 30 seconds. And I think I explained my confusion with my cycle and um, the fact that I thought I got my period. And he was just like, okay, well, we can't really know anything. We're just going to do a serial HCG. We'll do an ultrasound right now, but you might just be too early. We might not see anything. And um, so we'll just take your blood today, which was a Thursday. And then he's like, unfortunately, you won't be able to come back until Monday because of the weekend. Um, and then we'll just know more then. So, okay, see you later. And like walked out and I'm like, okay. Um, and then a nurse came in to bring me to the ultrasound. And, and again, was like, congratulations. Like, that's so exciting. And I'm just gonna like, okay, <clears throat> I don't know if it is yet. So, um, going to the ultrasound room, um, and there's like a huge TV in front of me um, so I could see and, you know, she's just searching around in there. And um, so at this, on this date, I would have been like exactly six weeks based on the last day of my November period. Cause at this point I was not considering whatever happened in December period because it would have been too soon to already be pregnant um, if that was a period. So um, she does ultrasound and she's like, I don't really see anything, um, but I'm just gonna have the, obviously the doctor come in and read it and stuff. And um, so he comes in and he's like, yeah, we can't see anything in your uterus. And um, that just might be because you're just too early. So um, he was like, the good news is we don't see anything problematic, like nothing in your tubes or um, like on your ovaries or anything. So that's really good. <clears throat> so he's like, this really wasn't helpful. And really what's gonna be helpful is seeing what your HCG levels do. So I go and get my blood drawn and just a little bit of a backstory. Um, I have passed out many times getting my blood drawn. So I was a little nervous. I've kind of gotten to the point where if I have to, I normally ask them if I can lay down and have some orange juice first. And I don't know if that's part mental, but again, I have passed out. So um, just kind of had, I feel like I just was like almost adrenaline or just so confused that I didn't even think about that. So I just was just rocked to get my blood drawn um, and then came home and I wasn't going to get those results till Friday, but those results in it of itself weren't really going to 
tell us anything unless they were really, really low. Um, so I go home and just kind of sit there and wait. And then my husband comes home um, and I'm just sitting on the couch. And when, when either of us gets home from work, we have this thing where like the first thing you do is you come up and give each other a kiss. So he comes up and gives me a kiss. And I just was like, he's like, how are you? And I'm so sorry you stayed home from work today. And I was like, I have to tell you something. And I was like, just really wanted to be strong. And he's like, okay, he sat down right next to me. And I just started crying. And I was like, I took a pregnancy test this morning and it was positive. And like his face just lit up. And I, I, I could tell he was about to say something. And I was like, but I'm bleeding and I might be having a miscarriage. And then his face just like melted. And I think that is just like ingrained into my memory, just like the light up and then the let down. And so I'm just crying and he's like, I th- I don't even remember all what, what he had asked after that, but just like some general questions like, are you okay? Or like, what does this mean? And and so I just kind of explained like, we really aren't going to know for the next couple of days. And he's like, okay, well, like, don't worry. Like, we don't know yet. And we're just trying to be like optimistic and supportive and just really, really sweet. So um, I don't honestly even remember what we did that night. I probably just went to bed early or something. Um, and then Friday, he was like, do you want me to stay home from work with you? Because I was not going to go to work on Friday, like, just not knowing what was happening. And I was like, no, that's that's okay. You go to work. And so I literally just laid in bed and watched the show and ordered some food. And um, I feel like I don't know what happened on Thursday. I really was still hopeful because maybe it was because like the nurses and stuff kept telling me like some early pregnancy bleeding is normal. And at that point it was mostly just spotting and it was darker and the ultrasound tech had told me like, Oh, dark is actually really good. Um, And then I found out later from my friend who had a miscarriage, like when she had her miscarriage, her bleeding was really all dark. And so I don't know, I feel like that was a weird thing for the ultrasound person to tell me. But anyways, Thursday I'd felt a little bit more hopeful and that night before I went to bed I ordered like a huge 90-day supply of prenatals which I mean I've been taking my prenatals anyways but that was just my way of being like everything's gonna be fine I just want what I need this pregnancy like whatever and I was really close to ordering um these mugs that said like aunt and uncle for my sister um, and her boyfriend but I didn't um so Thursday I felt a little bit more hopeful and then I don't know what changed if I just knew but on Friday I just was like I wasn't hopeful anymore and the thing about my story is I never had like a time where I had severe cramping and severe bleeding where I was like it's happening um I think even though I had read a lot about miscarriages and stuff I hadn't read necessarily about like specific experiences so in my mind almost a miscarriage that that seemed more like what it was where it was like you have a miscarriage like it happens and then not that it's over I had heard that you do bleed for a while after but almost like there is more of a a loss in in one moment and and I do know that 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 can happen that that's not what happened for me so Friday I did have some more cramping um and anytime I would feel anything I would just start crying because you're just like I know something's not right um my bleeding remained mostly just spotting at this point and then um somebody called from the clinic just to give me my hcg levels which i think were like 593 and then i got a message from the doctor and um also they didn't call me till 
like right before the clinic closed on Friday at like 4.30. So I waited all day. And again, not that, that those numbers were going to tell me anything specifically, but I just, I don't know, I felt like that like 24 hours was a long time to get the results. So the message from the doctor was like, um, these results are totally in line with an early pregnancy that coupled with the fact that we weren't able to see anything in the ultrasound um, might just mean that you're just super early. So just come back on Monday for a lab and we'll go from there. And I'm like, great. Like that great being sarcastic, um, like just in super limbo. Like, what am I going to do this weekend? But like just sit here and cry and not know what's happening, whatever. So at this point, the only people that I'd been talking to about it, obviously are my husband um, and then my two best friends. Um, or two of my best friends, one, um, actually both of them are pregnant. So one of them is my best friend since preschool. And she at this time was like maybe just 12 weeks pregnant. Um, and so our babies would have been six weeks apart. So like on Thursday, we were just talking so much about that. And um, both of them are just being super, also super supportive, but trying to like keep me optimistic. And um, and then, so my other friend who's also pregnant, um, she's in her, she was in her second trimester at this time. Now she's in her third. Um, she is also the friend that I had had the last a year ago. So she just had a lot of words of wisdom and again, just kind of knew exactly what to say and how to support me and stuff. Um, then also she is a PA. So on Friday, she called me on her way home from work and she was like, um, I, I did something for you and maybe I should have asked before I did it, but this is just a way that I felt like I could help. Um, because I had been freaking out about not being able to know anything until Monday. And also the only appointment they could get me in on Monday was um, not until like 3 p.m. So I was like, great, I'm gonna have the whole weekend and I'm not gonna go to work again on Monday because I'm just gonna be sitting here waiting. Like this waiting game just sucks. Uh, well, I know it'd be a month long waiting game basically. But um, so anyway, she calls me on her way home from work and she's like, I did something for you. Um, she was like, I order labs for you at the emergency room that's connected to the clinic that I work in. So she's like, you can go on Saturday. So like 48 hours after my first HCG test um, and you can get your blood work done so that you can have more answers before Monday. And I just was like, just cried. And I was like, you are literally an angel. Like, I didn't even know that was an option. I don't even know if I would have asked her to do that if I knew it was an option, but just the fact that she did that for me. And she was like, you don't have to do it. You can wait till Monday if you want. But I just like thought maybe you'd want to know earlier. And I was like, yes, like, I'm going and thank you so much. Um, so I told my husband that and they just, um, her and her husband are two of our really good friends and just like the best friends you can have. And he almost cried. He was like, that's so nice. And like, what can we do for them? And um, so anyways, we just like Friday and Saturday do nothing and you just sit and think. Um, and then Saturday around four, so 48 hours again after that first test went in and got my blood drawn. We had to drive down to Shakopee, which isn't close, but I would have driven anywhere to have more answers. So, and then uh, my friend was actually going to get the results like within an hour, which is really nice. So um, she called me and again, at this point I already knew. And on Saturday, my bleeding became more like bleeding and less like spotting. And again, it wasn't anything like severe, but it just, it was a little bit more. It had just kind of become more red and so I just knew, um, and I just was feeling kind of numb um, because I didn't have confirmation, and I don't know, it's just such a weird place to be in, but so she called <clears throat> after getting my blood drawn, and I could just 
hear it in her voice anyways and she's just like I'm so sorry and I was like it's okay like I mean it's not okay but it's okay I, I have um, almost already accepted it um so my levels had gone from 593 to 412 um which pretty much was just confirmation that I was in fact miscarrying um so I was pretty strong with her on the phone and then I hung up and just started crying and my husband held me and um another thing kind of about having known more about miscarriage before it happened to me was I knew that it wasn't my fault I knew um I didn't I didn't do anything wrong and I, and I know that really that was the body's way of telling me that something wasn't quite right in that pregnancy and so I really was trying to take comfort in that but there's really not comfort in in anything when you go through this and especially kind of in those early moments so um I we just kind of sat and cried and talked and um honestly I don't really remember what we did for the rest of the weekend nothing I didn't see anybody um oh so what I did decide to do on Saturday after getting that confirmation is um I had told people in the past that I wouldn't be somebody that waited until the 12 weeks to tell people that I was pregnant because that was something that I learned from from everything from everyone that I would need support of people and I would want support of people so if I got pregnant I would want people to know because I would want that support um this just happened so fast that it wasn't like I got a chance to tell people um so really I mean I decided that I wanted to tell my close family and friends what was happening um I didn't really want to talk about it so that the, at the moment but I wanted them to know because I needed them to know if I wasn't texting back or I wasn't showing up to things, this was why, um, and that I was going to need their support and love. So I sent messages to like my close circle of friends, our parents, his parents, my sister and his sister, um, just so they were kind of in the loop. And basically my message had just said like, I don't really wanna talk about it right now, but I just wanted you to know that unfortunately we're having a miscarriage. Um, please just send us love and support um, and obviously just got like so much love and support and the messages back and just like let us know let me know if you need anything like I'm here for you I'm so sorry just like really really sweet messages which also I think was really helpful in that moment to receive so much love um, so that was just kind of how I processed um, wanting to tell people and then oh so actually Sunday um, I got like three delivery let's see two deliveries of flowers um and then my sister-in-law and mother-in-law had dropped off like they didn't knock on the door so that we had to open it or anything which actually is really nice because in that moment you really don't want to see people because it, you're just going to start crying again and you don't want to talk about it quite yet but so they just left on our front step like two bags of all of my favorite things like cheese and crackers and cheese pizza and this little really cute little puppy that you can heat up um, and it has like good smelling herbs in it. So it was like a heating pack almost um, and flowers and just like a really sweet card. And um, that was so nice because we didn't have to leave the house then for dinner or snacks. And um, so that was really nice. So then that Monday we went in um, to the clinic. My husband came with me to meet with a midwife just to kind of, at this point we already knew um, that like we had the confirmation that I was having a miscarriage, but we just went in to talk more about it and kind of see what, what our next steps, what's going to happen, all of that. And, um, the midwife was so sweet. She walked in and she was just like, can I give you a hug? Um, and, she, and I was like, yeah. So she gave me a hug and that just made me cry. And, um, 
she just kind of told me things again that I already knew, but it's nice to hear from a medical professional, just like, this is not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You could have done nothing differently. Um, and then she ended it with, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it sucks. And I was like, you just summed that up so beautifully. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want you to be my primary person. Like, I just love you. Thank you so much. Um, so what did we do then? Okay. So then Monday, she was like, we're just going to continue to do um, blood work maybe like once or twice a week and just follow your levels back down to zero just to make sure there's no complications. And we just want to confirm once, you know, it's all about out of your system and um, that you don't get any infections or anything like that. So um, sorry if you can hear my dog crying in the background. Um, so we took blood and then um, that was pretty much it. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, she's like, it seems like, you know, your body is doing everything naturally and there shouldn't be any complications and that things are going as well as they can be. Um, and she's like, I don't anticipate any problems. Uh, but obviously if you are, you know, the regular things like bleeding through more than two pads in an hour or have an excruciating pain or anything like that, she's like, I want you to be seen right away, like go to an ER, all of that. Um, so I got my blood drawn. Um, those numbers came back at 499. So on Saturday they had been 412, but nobody really thought anything of it because it was a different lab and numbers can vary a little bit at different labs. So it was like, yep, they still had gotten down from um, the first day at this lab. Um, so I took Monday and Tuesday off of work that week. I just needed more time. And I had told, um, I'm a director of a childcare center. So I had told my co-director, like if people were asking where I was, cause now I was going on four days of missing work, which is just not like me. Um, I said, if people ask that I was okay with her telling them, I almost felt like that would be easier. Like when I came back, if people already knew rather than me having to tell them. And I in no way wanted to act like nothing happened or act like I had been homesick or something. Um, just because again, I mean, this loss is very real and was affecting me and was going to affect me. And so I didn't want to have to hide that fact or pretend it was something different. So um, so I stayed home Monday and Tuesday and then went back for just a, little, a shorter day on Wednesday and it was really hard. I tried really hard not to cry even just on my walk in because it's kind of like, and I experienced this really all in the past month, like every time you see somebody new, it just almost brings it back up because they like, they look at you a certain, like, you know, they look at you like they just are so sorry and, and that's so nice, but then it's just, you have to think about it again or, you know, tell them the story. And I'm totally at a point where I want to tell my story and I want to tell people what happened and how it happened and things, but just every time I've seen somebody new, um, it's hard. So that Wednesday going back to work, um, I got a lot of love and support from the teachers at my center. Um, they were really nice and and that was helpful that they knew or if people asked like oh I haven't seen you in since last year like that joke because um, it was towards New Year's um, like where were you I just would come out and say I had a miscarriage and um, you know we work in child care so people are aware of it in this field but then um, you know so they were just really really supportive so that was really helpful to me to be able to just say what had happened um, so that was Wednesday. I worked a shorter day. Thursday, I worked um, more of a full day. And then Friday, I was starting to feel more normal emotionally. Like, 
I mean, the terms, okay, people knew I've faced more people, like, I can, I can do it, I can get through it, and I had no idea, like, at this point, I'm still bleeding, and still not, like, a lot, but I am wearing pads, and I have to wear regular underwear, which is just so uncomfortable to me, um, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, I've been bleeding for a week, like, this has to be over soon, right, um, so I go in on Thursday for another blood draw, and I'm just really proud of myself at what a pro I've become at getting the blood drawn. Um, so I'll go on Thursday, and then on Friday I get a call. Um, for some reason, the clinic I'd been going to, unless they put the order, the blood order in as stat, um, which if they do stat, I would get the results in two hours. But because there wasn't really a reason for that, they just were putting it in normal, so I wouldn't get the results till the next day. So. Um, on Friday, I get a call around like noon or something um, that, and I, I missed the call. So I think I listened to the voicemail first and um, it was my midwife and she was like, um, I really didn't expect this, but your numbers spiked. Um, they went up to 800. So she's like, can you call me back? So I'm like, what, 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 like, what the fuck? I, I, it just kind of threw me for a loop or not a loop. I don't know. It just threw me off completely because again, I'd kind of come to terms and like, okay, my numbers are just going down and everything's going to be fine. It's going to be over soon. And then they can just try again soon. Right. Um, so I call back and they're like, oh, she's not available right now. And I'm like, okay, I need someone to call me like now. Like I'm so confused and I'm crying at work now and whatever. So she's like, okay, someone will call you back really soon. She could tell, like I could tell the nurse on, on the line was like, okay, I'm going to get someone for you. Um, <clears throat> so I'm in my office just like crying and, um, a couple of teachers, I think saw me and the, the sweetest thing is this one teacher, um, she, her shift starts at noon. So she came in and saw me and I just was a wreck and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I just got like really confusing news. And I was like, I was having more pain that day. So I just was feeling like a wreck. Um. And so our teachers get a half an hour paid break. And so half an hour isn't really like a super long time to go do anything, but she used her break and she went to Lund's and she bought me uh, an orchid and came back and gave it to me and gave me a hug and was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that just made me cry more. Everything was just making me cry. And I'm just still sitting there just crying, waiting for somebody to call me back and tell me what's going on. So <clears throat> finally somebody calls me back and um I'm like what does that mean and she's like I really don't know like um unfortunately now we're a little bit worried about an ectopic pregnancy or it could be viable um like we just really don't know but there's nothing we can do until Monday um so on Monday just come back in and, and we'll do more work and maybe an ultrasound and I'm like great like why do all of these things happen towards the end of the week so then I just have the weekend to do nothing but sit and think about all these things I'm like okay get off the phone and then obviously like I know what an ectopic pregnancy is or I knew um like in general but so I'm like okay I need to go home I like this is really upsetting so I, I leave work I had more of just a half day that day and go home and just I'm like googling, 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 like ectopic pregnancies, spike in in HCG, and um, can it be viable? Blah, 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 blah. And then you just start like, <clears throat> okay, ectopic pregnancies can be life threatening. And so on the phone, like I don't think they were they, they were trying not to scare me, but also make me know like it can be <clears throat> pretty serious. So she was like, if you have any really severe pain or 
severe bleeding, like you need to go to the emergency room again, just like how they had told me before, but almost more like this is more serious. Um, So again, I just kind of spend the weekend like just a mess, mostly emotionally. Um, And then go in. So I have to take Monday and Tuesday off of work again because they can get me in Monday for uh, an appointment with a midwife and a blood draw, but they can't do an ultrasound until Tuesday. And um, just with the emotional state I was in, I just couldn't work. Um, my work was super, super understanding, which was great. Um, and also throughout the month of January, I was supposed to do like five different professional development trainings, um, a couple for my own company and then a couple for um, an organization that I trained for. Um, and I had to cancel pretty much all of them. Um, and again, ever so I just, like I told my coordinator at the other organization what happened and she was like she was so supportive and she ended up sending me a card in the mail which was just above and beyond and so sweet um but no one questioned for a second you know that I needed time to myself and heal and at this point like I'm still in the midst of it I still don't know what's happening I'm still bleeding like no one expected me to be doing anything else than what I was doing which is great and which is just another reason why I think for me it was really important to be telling people what was happening Um, because I did need that time, and I did need to heal even after. Um, So anyways, I go in on Monday, um, meet with the midwife, and she still just, like, really isn't able to tell me anything. Um, So I have another blood test, and I think she put that one in a stat, so that came back as, like, 600-something, so it did go down from the 800. Um, And then Tuesday, I had the ultrasound, um, and I asked my husband to come because in my head, I'm like, at my first ultrasound, I could see the screen and not that I know what I'm looking for, but I know that when you don't see anything, it's not good. And um, I also was like, what if they're doing the ultrasound and they find that it's ectopic? At this point, I'm like, absolutely terrified that it's ectopic. Um, so I'm like, if that happens, I need him. Like he has offered to come to every appointment, but I don't need him to come to when I just get my blood drawn and stuff. So um he comes, but they don't show us the screen this time, which I think once you have more of a confirmation that you are miscarrying or that something might be wrong, I don't think they show you the screen with good reason. Um, I've definitely heard of people having traumatic experiences, so I think that's good. Um, but they still really didn't see anything. Um, so basically afterwards, I because a, a tech does it and then a doctor has to read it and this was not at my normal clinic so they would have to send the results to my normal clinic and then they would call me with the results so um this is that Tuesday so I'm just at home waiting and um then I get the call that um still nothing in my uterus and then my right side like ovarian tube looked good um I knew like I can always tell which side I'm ovulating on just with like a little bit of pressure and pain and, and things like that. So I knew um, I'd ovulated on my left side this time. And I had told them um, that I was feeling a little bit more pressure or like more things were happening on my left side. And so then I'm getting really in my head. I'm like, oh, it, it probably is ectopic and my fallopian tube is going to rupture. And I'm just like going in a very negative downward spiral. Um, so she said they couldn't really see anything like necessarily in my tube but that on my left ovary there was a complex cyst but that is what happens when you ovulate so it wasn't really worrisome but they still so what she said we we still can't rule out a viable pregnancy an early miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy and I'm like 
what? Like, can you please stop saying viable pregnancy? Like, I'm sure that there have been miracles in the past, but like nothing, nothing about this scenario is suggesting a viable pregnancy. I've been bleeding for what has it been now? Like two weeks and <clears throat> you haven't seen anything in my uterus and my levels are fluctuating. Like I was just getting really frustrated. Like, I think we can, I think we can move on to viable pregnancy. Um, and I was just getting, I understand that with these, with miscarriages and, and with things, there's not always answers, but I just felt like I was getting like strung along and it was like, oh, we don't know what it is. It could be this, it could be this, it could be this. We really don't know. Um, but if you have really severe pain, then it's really bad. So go to the ER. Like, so then I go home and I'm just like, okay, I'm just sitting here waiting either to, I don't know what, like have severe pain and then know that my fallopian tube is rupturing and then I have a smaller chance of getting pregnant in the future. Like that's where my, my mind is going. Um, so I just was like, oh, just in such a bad place mentally, but I had to go to work the next day. Um, and at this point my bleeding actually was getting heavier. Like I was having to change my pad every single time I went to the bathroom, I was filling up pads and, um, so again, just still knew that it wasn't viable. So basically the rest of the time, I'm just getting my blood drawn twice a week, watching the numbers go down. So um, that Monday they were in the 600s and then I got my blood drawn on Thursday and it went down to um, somewhere in the 400s. And so they're like, okay, we're feeling good about this. Um, like, why don't you come back just in one week and we'll do another one. So I came back in one more week um, and it had gone down to like 140. Um, so this is like three, three weeks in. And again, I'm still bleeding like same amount. And I'm kind of asking about that. And they're like, nope, that's, that's normal. That's fine. Um, and just all the while, I don't know. I just was feeling really frustrated. Like I just wasn't getting answers or validation almost. And so I had, um, talked to my sister-in-law who had my first nephew um, in September of last year and was just kind of expressing some of my frustrations and um, she goes to a different clinic very nearby but she had said in the beginning of her pregnancy she was also seeing midwives and I'm sure everyone has different experiences and so in no way am I saying you know don't see a midwife or because again I had a great experience like as people they were so incredibly sweet and I loved them I still love them um, but just kind of what I've learned is they don't always have the ability to tell you and, and give you the answers that I so desperately needed during this time. So she said in, in early in her pregnancy, um, she'd been seeing midwives and had kind of a similar experience where she was getting red flagged for a bunch of different things in her pregnancy and then, but they wouldn't be able to necessarily follow up or, or give her answers. And so she switched to seeing doctors partway through and she said, she was just so much happier and more at peace for the rest of her pregnancy with that. Um, so she recommended two very specific doctors for me. So um, I made a new patient consultation um, a week ago on Monday. So like a week ago from tomorrow, um, just because I was like, I just want to like, especially because we're going to try again and I want to feel good about where I'm going and who I'm seeing. So I went in for a new patient consultation and um, just kind of ran her through everything, and um, I loved her. I loved her so much. I think I will continue to go to her. Um, she was a doctor in OBGYN, and she 
she took out a piece of paper and she was like, okay, we're going to do another blood test today. She's like, I just want to do it for myself. Um, and she's like, if the results are this, this is what it means. And this is the plan. If they're this, it was kind of like X, Y, Z, three different scenarios of if my tests were the same, went up, went down, what that meant and what the plan was going to be. And I just wanted to like fall out of my chair, like, oh my gosh, like a plan and some answers and some ideas. Like this is what I needed and what I wanted. And thank you so much. And um, so I left feeling really good. Um, like there was a part of me that was like, oh, there's still a chance that it could not go well. And I could have to have, like if my numbers went back up or something, like I could have to have a DNC or I could have to whatever. Um, and I told her, I was like, just so you know, like we're leaving the country in a week and a half. So if anything is going to happen, not naturally, I need to do that like yesterday. <laughs> and that's kind of what I'd been stressing to um, the midwives too, just because um, again, I have read things and I know that sometimes, it, you know, your body isn't doing it all on its own. And so to um, avoid infections, sometimes you have to take the medicine or you have to have the procedure. And I just wanted to know, like, it, it just felt like they were waiting so long and that nothing was happening or nothing was changing. And I was afraid I was going to get to them and they're going to be like, oh, okay, let's have you take the medicine or let's have the procedure. And I'm like, why, why didn't we do this? right away or I, I don't know I just felt like I had so many unanswered questions and so um this do doctor just really gave me a lot of peace so um had my blood drawn and then she was like I will make sure to get you the re these results today um so somebody called me later that day um and they had gone down to so the week before they were 140 and they had gone down to 36 so they were like we feel so good about this this is exactly what we wanted to see um like it's unfortunate that you know the hcg is still in your system at this point i was um so on that monday i had just stopped bleeding so i'd stopped bleeding a week ago from today um and they're like we feel really, really good about this um let's have you come in just one more week from today basically just to confirm that they are back below five which is what you need um and so I was just feeling a lot of relief and I think the best part was that I wasn't bleeding anymore um and so because that is just such a constant reminder of um what you know what's going on and and um such a negative part of it and I don't think I was fully prepared to have been bleeding for three and a half weeks and the weirdest part about that is you see people and they're like hey how are you and in my head I'm like hey I'm bleeding for three weeks like I'm technically still having a miscarriage so I'm good how are you um so that was a, a big step for me to be done bleeding and knowing that the HCG was also in my system so um I will go in once more tomorrow and hopefully get confirmation that it's out of my system so kind of what i did on my own this week was i was taking a couple of those cheap pregnancy tests which i hadn't done up until this week um so i took one on wednesday um and also in my head for the future i was like okay i know exactly what my level of hcg is i want to see what that looks like on a pregnancy test so on wednesday i took a test and it, there was still two lines but the second line was faint um, and then I took another one on Friday and I am 99% sure there was not a second line. Um, so I'm feeling really good going into my appointment tomorrow that hopefully my levels will be below five. Um, but that's just been something really interesting to reflect on as well. Like you hope and pray for so long for the two lines. And now I've been hoping and praying to only see the one line. And um, back in December, 
I was that crazy person, like you're holding up the first response line in the light and up against the window, like, oh, I think I might see it, but there was nothing there. But um, now I'm doing the same thing with these cheap ones, like holding up, like, I'm so positive I don't see one. I want to make sure that I don't see a second line. Um, so just kind of that shift in, in what you're hoping for has been really interesting as well. So um, yeah, I had scheduled to come on this podcast about two weeks ago and actually had to reschedule just because that was kind of right when my numbers had spiked and I, I had felt like I still didn't have answers and didn't know what the future held for me even in the next day or week. And um, so I just wasn't quite ready emotionally for it. Um, so even though it's just two weeks later, um, I feel in a much better place emotionally and I'm able to talk about it more and um, slowly have started to get together with more friends one-on-one um, -on -one and be able to tell them my stories. Um, I've had to cancel a lot of plans. I had um, a really fun wine tasting night with some of my really close girlfriends and they all knew what was happening. Um, but it would have been the first time, this was a couple weekends ago, it would have been the first time seeing all of them since it happened. And I felt so overwhelmed thinking about walking into a group scenario and having questions and even having sympathy and hugs. And I felt like it one would have taken away from the fun event of wine tasting, but also like that just felt so incredibly overwhelming. So I didn't go, but obviously everyone was really understanding about that. Um, and so, <clears throat> yeah, I finally started to see people and um, last weekend kind of had my first weekend outing for one of my best friend's birthdays. And so that was fun. Um, but again, by that point, no, I, I was still bleeding then. But for me, it just was really weird to still be bleeding and go out and have being fun. like out and about. Yeah. Yeah. Like <clears throat> just, just such a weird, like, how can I be having fun and still be going through this? So finally feeling like I'm able to do that. Yeah. Well, we're so happy that you came on the podcast and you decided to share. It means a lot. I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? I think, and I've, I've heard similar things when I've listened to um, this podcast in the past, but just doing exactly what you need to do, whatever that means, and really trusting your gut um, with what that means. So if that means staying home from work, or if it means going out and being distracted, if it means telling everyone, if it means telling no one but your significant other, um, whatever that means for you, you need to do that and you need to take the time um, <clears throat> for yourself because this is such an intimate thing um, and everybody handles things so differently and I think it's the most important time to really listen to yourself and to do what you need so kind of early on for me what that meant was <clears throat> I got a massage and a facial and I got my nails done like I needed to do things to pamper myself and then things were out of control for me so I cleaned the house because that was something I could control and um, you know I talked about this before but just telling people was what I needed to do and um, that might not be for everybody so I think just really listening to yourself and in in no way not for a second doubting what you need yes I totally agree now if somebody wants to reach out to you where could they do so 
Yeah, um, Instagram is a great way. I think my <clears throat> handle is, I think it's Sammy Baker one. Yeah. Never, yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I can't I remember. If it's, <laughs> I was like, I can't remember if it's Baker Sammy or Sammy Baker. Yeah. Um, I think my account is private right now, but <clears throat> I think I was gonna maybe take it off private just for um, mostly for this reason because really what was also so helpful to me was this podcast and finding other accounts on Instagram. Like I searched the hashtag, hashtag one in four, hashtag miscarriage, hashtag pregnancy after miscarriage. And I've followed so many more people. I've reached out to people and um, I want to be that person for someone else. So please, if you're listening to this, don't hesitate to reach out to me or anyone else, because that's really, um, you know, the point of this. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much for jumping on sharing your story. It's so fresh. It's so new. So I just really appreciate it. And um, yes, you'll have to keep us posted. Good luck with everything. I hope you have no positive pregnancy tests coming up here on your doctors. But that sounds so weird. But like, I know. <laughs> That's the reality of it. So thank you. Yes, I know. Oh, well, gosh, thank you for weird... Yeah. What a weird journey. <laughs> Thank you for everything that you do and for this platform. Yes. Well, let's keep in touch. And like I said, we should get coffee or something. Yes, I will reach out. I would love that. Perfect. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 